If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, greetings! You are listening to The Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you from the interweb, no matter where you may be listening, in this beautiful, but sometimes crazy world, we all share. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in, or for tuning in again. First of all, a big thank you to Donald in Roanoke, Virginia. Thank you for the info, and thank you very much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. Now, in this episode, folks, I'm going to do something very different. Not going to talk about national affairs, politics, international affairs, or any serious stuff. This is audience participation, and it is meant to be fun. That's right. You heard me right. Fun. So sit, stand, lay down, or whatever the hell else you want to do and enjoy. So the first thing I want to let you know is that this episode is was not entirely my idea. I was more or less put up to this by a friend of mine named Eddie, who thought it would be a great idea. But if this show blows up in my face, Eddie may in fact be my ex-friend. So oftentimes I go over the week's events with different people, you know. I have to sometimes sit around with folks and brainstorm stories out because I can have five, six, seven things floating around. And, uh, you know, I talk to people and uh, unless I get, you know, a request specific from you, um, I just go with, uh, you know, I have to pick one. And, and so that's what I was uh, doing as usual um, a month or so ago with Eddie. And, um, you know, so in this particular case, Eddie had this idea about a month ago. Yeah. And he wanted to make a wager. Now, I've never been a gambling man. I think I've played the lottery twice in my whole life. So that should tell you something. But Eddie did seem to have an intriguing idea. So I went with it. And it went something like this. He wagered that I could put a message, a clue, if you will, spread out over several episodes. And if anybody caught on to it, I would, in fact, give them a prize. Now, it was to be a small prize because I don't exactly have Joe Rogan's millions. Sure as hell wish I did. But a prize nonetheless. So I agreed so the wager was on pizza. If I won, he'd buy pizza on pizza night for the next month. And if he won, I would have to do the same. Little did I know it would be a fool's wager. And I'm sick of buying the damn pizza. You see, after much debate and discussion, Eddie felt confident that... Uh, he would win this uh, 
this wager for one simple reason. He explained that uh, that most people out there today don't possess the powers of perception to notice clues in just about anything because they simply are not able to pay attention. And even if they were paying attention, they still wouldn't win the prize because they still wouldn't be able to figure out the clues or make the connection because that requires a type of abstract thinking that, according to him, has been largely lost. And if the results of this past contest are any indicator, it seems he may in fact be right. So, because of this, I think he became a bit more emboldened. And this is where I think he's really tripped himself up. So listen to this. Eddie told me that he believes that even if you told people you were giving away $100 bills and that all they had to do was answer a simple math question correctly to win the money, they still wouldn't respond. Not because they don't understand it, but because they're so lazy and apathetic, they still wouldn't respond. And that the only way you might get people to respond might be to hit them over the head with a damn two-by-four. And still, that would hardly do anything. It would really be, a response would really be doubtful, at least according to him. So when he said that, I sensed that I might have a chance. I wanted to, you know, to think of a way I could you know, prove him wrong. But before I could go into that, I wanted to clarify that his example would be impossible for me to accomplish, even if it was true, because there was no way in hell I could afford to give out $100 bills, and he knew that. Then he just kind of laughed, and I thought, well, that was the end of it. So when the evening finally came and he was getting ready to go home, he changed things up just a bit and made another offer. He said, I could ask a question that I thought practically nobody would know, and that would be very difficult, if not impossible, to find an answer on the internet. Even if people cheated when you told them that they couldn't look on the internet. Now remember, Eddie's very clever, and I knew he would love nothing more than to prove me wrong yet again. So I told him I'd, you know, think about it, and then a couple of days later, I came up with an answer. I asked him if the question could be in the form of a limerick. He said that was fine as long as it was less than 20 words. The only other stipulation I put in was that if I got 50 responses, even if they were wrong, could I still consider that a win? And he surprised me and said yes. His only other stipulation was I only have one week to have winners, and it had to be at least 10 
So that was it. The same wager as before. We agreed to the wager of pizza for a month. So to say that I'm apprehensive is an understatement. To have your ass thoroughly whipped once is one thing. To step back into the ring for another potential ass whipping is quite another. But I'm not a quitter, so I'm basically doubling down. And I'm asking you this. Do you think I should have quit while I was not ahead? Or do you think you would have accepted the challenge and done the same thing yourself? All I'm asking is for your help in getting Eddie's egg off my face with a chance to redeem myself. Not only by me winning this challenge, but for you as well. Proving to Eddie that you are not apathetic and he really doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know about you, but I can sure tell you, sure as hell, it would make me feel much better to prove Eddie wrong. So without further ado, here's the limerick. I only ask that you honorably not search the internet for an answer. <clears throat> seven pairs were hanging high. Seven horsemen came riding by. Each took a pair. How many left were hanging there? Now, please go to my website here in the description below and leave your answer in the comments below the episode. I will announce any winners, not by name, by next week's show. Remember, I only have enough prizes for 10 winners. If you win, I will contact you and send you your prize, no cost whatsoever, but you must live in the continental U.S. If you've enjoyed this, please do subscribe and hit the notification bell because it really does help my channel grow. And if you can offer some support, please do so by going to the Ko-Fi link in the description below as well. Anything would be sincerely appreciated. And last but certainly not least, if you have anything, any subject, no matter how ordinary or inordinary you would like to hear or talk about, don't hesitate to reach out to me and let me know what you want to talk about. That's also in the description below. That's so we can, you know, get it on the show and talk about it. Until next time, this is Ernest. Thank you for listening. Wishing your health, wealth, and good luck. <laughs>